Hey, Woodward's listeners, Kale here. We'll get you to your regularly scheduled program in a second, but first I wanted to do a little self-promotion. We're up to over 100 posts and 1,000 iTunes downloads at woodwardsdetroit.com, and we want to get a little bit bigger, but we need your help. So if you got mad writing skills and want to talk about sports and pop culture, or you got a badass idea for a podcast, send an email our way at woodwardsdetroit at gmail.com. That's woodwardsdetroit at gmail.com. Now let's get you back to what you came here for. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Abba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever. Yeah. All right, camera. What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk. That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, Toyset. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of the Woodward's Filmcast, your uh, Detroit podcast for film, TV, news, and discussion. My name is Kale Davidoff. I'm here as I am every week and sometimes three times a week with my friends. Bonjour, it's Michel Habar. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Colin Ward. <laughs> so, you are not in the spirit of uh, Philippe Petit. I Philippe Petit. Ward. <laughs> We're getting a little loopy here, guys, because we've we, this is our third movie review in one night. We did Sicario. We did The Martian. Look for those on iTunes and on the website. And right now, we're going to get into Robert Zemeckis' The Walk. That's right, The Walk. This is the film that is based on Philippe Petit's trek over two Twin Towers in New York in the 1970s. This was... Uh, Hey, this was the, the the movie Man on Wire that won an Oscar. The documentary is about uh, the story and Robert Zemeckis of Back to the Future and uh, Castaway fame that we were just talking about when we were talking about The Martian um, is making this movie uh, The Walk. And it's out and it's in 3D and it's in IMAX. And um, it's, getting, getting, it's getting pretty good reviews. I know that some people are like, oh, well, Man on Wire is great. Why do I need to see this? And um, a lot of other people are like, well, the 3D is amazing and it's a crazy movie and it'll be on the edge of your seat or you know, you'll be looking over the edge of a building. Um, and um, I don't know. I want to start off by saying, because you both have seen Man on Wire, and I had promised that I would see Man on Wire before you we saw didn't. this film. But I didn't. But I'll tell you, I think that this will make maybe an interesting conversation, because I have a unique point of view. You guys both saw Man on Wire before you've seen The Walk. The day before I saw The Walk. You saw it the day before. I it's one of your favorite ago. documentaries. <laughs> it's my favorite documentary um, And I, so I think it's, you know, I, I didn't mean to do this, but unintentionally, I think it'll be beneficial maybe to our conversation that I have never seen Man on okay. Wire, because I can only judge by what this movie I is. I can agree, but I will tell you to go watch Man on Wire. I will Man still go Wire. watch Man on Wire. I will still watch Man on Wire, because I think... If anything, this movie is like a good advertisement for Man of War. I want to yeah. go watch it. Um, that being said, I'll start off, because I haven't we've done three films. I'll start off with my initial thoughts on Robert Zemeckis' The Walk. Um, I found myself enjoying this movie a lot more than I thought I was. I've been seeing the trailers for this for almost a year, I think, and I thought this was silly because, again, I, I was like, well, I'll just go watch Man on Wire if I want to see a good movie about this. I thought, <clears throat> I thought for sure Joseph Gordon-Levitt was going to, annoy the living piss out of me <laughs> and I thought you know I know he's not gonna fall so why do I want to see it I, again I'd rather just watch the documentary I think all three of those things kind of went away really quickly for me I I, I would say one honestly Joseph Gordon-Levitt was way better in this movie than I thought it was gonna be and I think his kind of like cartoony uh, Frenchness is the it matches the tone of the movie in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um, especially the beginning of the movie we'll talk about that later but um and the other thing for me too is that the the actual physical walk and all everything leading up to it and the the 3D with uh, top of the World Trade Center in a different way of anxiety I was on edge almost as much as Sicario like my palms were literally sweating I noticed during the movie with Colin and I we saw it together I was like I, I was know, so I, t- I was touched holding my your hand. hand you're like Kale yeah. let me go get you some paper towel your hands are so sweaty <laughs> so I that being said look. I, I don't think this is a perfect movie in any sense, but I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, and I love Robert Zemeckis, and somehow he keeps making these entertaining films. He's never stopped. So my initial thoughts. Colin, you saw it with me. I did. What would you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I it might have been a mistake watching Man on Wire the day before uh, I saw this movie because, mm. you know, constantly in my mind I was like, oh, well, this happened instead. Oh, this happened. Well, the reason that this happened this is because that happened. But, I mean, I can't really judge it by that. I should judge them 
based on you know it's an adaptation so that's how i need to judge this movie so i'm gonna try not to do too many or too much comparisons mm-hmm. but you um, can't help i mean it's yeah look, it's I, I part of what it is it's, it's very true um but yeah i i enjoyed this movie i was i i don't know a little confused at some choices that were made in it and i think where the martian what what we talked about had a great tone to it and i applaud ridley scott for having a great tone i think zemeckis's tone here is a complete 180 mm-hmm. and not in a good way i yeah. think it tries like you said this cartoony approach to something that's very real and based on a true story it doesn't need this kind of cartoon feel to it mm-hmm. um that being said that the walk sequence is maybe the best thing i've seen in a theater that scene is maybe the best scene i've seen in theaters this year um Mixed it's with the good three, cinema. It's mixed really... with the 3D and the special effects in that scene are really incredible. Yeah. Um, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt did, I think, a, a good job in nailing that accent in his mannerisms, especially the, you know, the scene, Man on Wire, just the day before. I thought he did a really good job yeah. in that. Like you said, it's not a perfect movie. I think we'll get into that. Um, but it's definitely thrilling, and it's, it's, it's something that I think should be seen in theaters as opposed to home. Yeah. This film, I think, is actually a really good companion piece to the documentary. Um, I liked the way the like the story framing device of how he's on top of the the um, Statue of Liberty and like with the World Trade Center in the background, like telling the story, telling us the story. I really like that, and a lot of people, I think, didn't like yeah, that. Yeah, I know Colin was. You were yeah, a little I really like, didn't. That's jarred. my first note. Yeah, you were kind of jarred by that. Well, can we talk about the tone, and then you know your gripe with the Statue of Liberty yeah. voiceover and stuff? Because, like I said, I kind of alluded to a little bit ago. It does have this very cartoony tone, and part of that is he's standing on the top of the Statue of Liberty, like you know that's insane, and like what's it's like very animated in a way. It's very fake, um, and that tone of like. You know the first opening scene, like you know, it's in black and white, but some things are in color, and it's it's like almost an animated movie. Almost, it doesn't really extend throughout the whole film. That's one weird thing about this movie for yeah. me. It kind of shifts pretty dramatically from this is a goofy circus movie to this is an intense, like he's on top of the Eiffel. Heist. <laughs> it's a heist movie, really. Yeah. Right, and. It's which it's like pick one, I guess. Yes. Because it's still yes. could, you could still do the high stuff and be goofy, and some of it is. I mean, even I'm assuming this really happened where he steps on the piece of wood and hurts his foot. Yep. So that scene is comedically done in a very like slapstick comedy kind of way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like that is a crazy moment that they didn't they emphasize a little bit. But like if you were doing it full on heist mode, it'd be like we can't do this. I can't do this. Philippe, you can't do this. You know, like there's gotta be a whole scene about how like you injured your foot and like really, they touched on it. My point is, is like, that was funny, but then it wasn't, like it could have been serious and then it was kind of funny and then it was serious again. The tone was kind of either back and forth or they got rid of this kind of goofiness early on in the film. Especially because the first thing you see is a true story and then it goes into this whimsy world it's, it's like, like it reminds, is it like really true? Like what if you're trying to tell a real story to have it told to me realistically. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess I disagree. Cause I think it pays off really well at the end, which we'll get into. It but, will. Yeah. But you well, can, you can do that without <laughs> having him be as, but the film is it, about him. Yeah. I mean, it's about him and it's about his, his, you know, desire and his, passion for wire walking and he's telling his origin to us with like the framing of like look at the towers the imposing force of the towers behind him to really like put things in perspective yeah yeah oh, that, that's all fine but it's like like Kale said why do we have this black and white somewhat colored thing that, why that do we literally I mean, that came and gone so why do I you know so that's fast. so weird yes exactly it's, it's like it's why like, do it it was weird you you expect them to go back to that every once in a while it's kind of like a voiceover that, that happens in the beginning of a movie and then you never hear it mm-hmm. again or yeah. something yeah um it, it, i don't know it wasn't bad it didn't make the movie bad for me but i kind of my point is i wanted it to be more goofy towards the end and it wasn't it gets it ends up getting really serious and you talk about the ending i mean it gets really serious yeah. really quickly yeah, yeah. um and <laughs> Like, um, to the point where I, like I was almost tearing up. I, I kind of was too. Um, I guess let, let's let's just talk about the ending of the. Like, you talk about the actual 
ending of the, the film. Yes, the, the last, last shot. shot. So it's it, Philippe Petit um, is talking about how he got a lifetime uh, ticket um, to go to the top of the World Trade Center and the, the, the um, on the uh, observation Port tower. Authority. Yeah. Yeah. So and he's like saying, you know, it lasts forever. Yeah, and then it, it pans he crossed over. out. He crossed out the the expiration date and wrote forever. Right, and you know, it's it it, it, it we, this whole thing was. I mean, it was touching, but it was also weird because there's a big elephant in the room here, <laughs> and, and and it's not. You know, I don't mean to be cheeky about it, but look, we can, as in our generation, you can't look at a picture or a movie about the twin towers and not think of September 11th. Yeah, and you know they and. It, my thing is, it's like you either talk about it or don't talk about yes. it, and they they kind of leave you with it's such a happy movie. At the end, they're like forever, <laughs> and they point to the twin towers, and you know the obvious thing that they're saying is like, what sucks is that you know that's not forever. Yeah. And I it was touching. It's absolutely touching, and I I got choked up. There's no yeah. question about it. But it was just kind of jarring because. Again, it was such a fun movie, but then, oh, you're going to leave on this really sad mm-hmm. note? Well, I th- I Did you like find a, a the, positive out yeah, of it? Yeah, I felt like the film was an ode to the towers. They keep mentioning how ugly they are and how nobody liked them when they were first and, built. And that's true. And nobody like liked thing. them. Yeah. And then, you know, they said, like, you know, Philippe Petit, for the people who knew of what he did, it caused a lot of people to actually look at the towers and respect them and say, like, wow, like, that is an amazing feat. That's kind of be- that's beautiful, mm-hmm. and it you be- they began to change their view on the towers. So I thought this film was like a a love letter to the twin towers, and you know I'm happy they didn't they don't do it in Man on Wire at all. They yeah. never mention nine eleven, and that's I think really important because the movie isn't about nine eleven. If it would completely change the subject. And the feel of the movie, if they started talking about like, and they're not there anymore because but they, but they did. But they do that. That's the thing. But, but without explicitly saying it, they allude to it. And my my thing is, you don't have to explicitly say like because of nine eleven or whatever. I you, know. You but... just like these are the towers. They, you know, they meant a lot to a lot of people, especially Philippe Petit. You know, he that was a the biggest point in his life. You know, that's what he is known for. And now, you know, they're gone. And we will never see them again. So that, I, I don't know. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. I just, I it's hard for me to not see that as a very jarring choice, I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know. Because I think it has to do with what you're saying to me, which is like, you know, it, the movie's not about that, and then all of a sudden, it's like... It is about that at the end. You know, it's yeah. like mention. It's just like... It's, it's mentioning it's men- the event that took the towers away from us and i that's why i'm saying like the movie is a love letter to the towers yeah, it is and, I, I get that i mean and, they're constantly yeah. talking about these these structures and how big they are mm-hmm. you know he when he finally sees them in person the first time he is terrified and just like I, this is never going to happen i'm never going to i'm never going to do this and yeah yeah but we still got that it was a love letter to these towers without the final line I mean, he could have not said that and just had it pan over to the towers and the towers be there, and we would that would have been enough of a like a significant or a signifier that you know these these are these, awesome and yeah are amazing American achievement and yeah. yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I, I like the last line. Again, I, I it's, it's the, absolutely touching. And yeah, it's, and it's, but I wonder if it's touching because, you know, it's just it's purposely pulling on a maybe, tragedy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe the point is that Robert Zemeckis and I guess Philippe Petit, because he wrote a biography, <clears throat> autobiography, is trying to say, well, actually, I don't know if he wrote it, but uh, is trying to say is, yeah, we all know when we see the World Trade Centers and pictures of it, we all know what we think of. Maybe we should think of something beautiful instead. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. But again, it's like yeah. then you bring it up. I mean, like, there is no just, way you are you, not going to not. But you think you about nine eleven. But man of wire, you're saying doesn't do it. Yeah, that's that's. I, but I don't you're know. still thinking about it. Like like I said, I can't. You're right. I, there's no way I was yeah, no way you're thinking about. Yeah, it. there's no way you're never not going to think about nine eleven. For I mean, the World Trade Centers. Because it's an interesting thing. I mean, people like our parents growing up, that was the iconic thing about the World Trade Center. Yeah. And like, we have a different view of it. Mm-hmm. So I think it also is a generational thing. We're like, you know, I, I don't think it's 
Well, now that's all they think about now, too. Maybe, well, so maybe, well, maybe, maybe that's the but, point but of the story. Maybe, but like that was the first time I even knew heads. of those buildings. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so, well, I don't the know. fact that they're there, they're the tallest buildings in the world. Well, I never knew. Time. I didn't know that. I always thought when I was that age, I thought it was the Empire State Building. Like, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Whatever. But... So I would love to hear Robert Zemeckis talk about that decision because I think it's an interesting one. It's definitely a it's a definitely a tender moment and mm -hmm. it's like emotional. I know also like just about the narration in general. I like the narration. I like him telling the story, and I don't mind seeing him while he's telling the story. I was just confused why he was on top of Statue of Liberty because that's what he did. He was a climber. He broke into places all the time. Yeah, but he was up. never once on the Statue of Liberty, we don't and know it that. doesn't have yeah, any any significance that. to him as a person. Well, it's symbol. It's like it's like it's a good framing symbolism. Device. It's yeah. just yeah, I don't know. It's a I, mean, I, could, I mean, where else is he going to stand and have those in the background? I, and it's like I don't know if I need them in the background. Well, well my my thing though is it. it I liked it. I liked it, but it is also it's just like. Well, I like it's, that it's, it's easy symbolism. During the time, during the time of day, during the story, was the same as when he was telling us. At, so, like when he's narrating it, and they go back to him on the Statue of Liberty while they're in the middle of the heist, mm -hmm. like it's nighttime right. while he's on it. And that that's what cool. I, I like that because it's cool. like he's telling the story as it's happening. I I don't know. I really I like that. that. I yeah. just liked that I, whole framing device. I, I was just confused why it was the Statue of Liberty, other than it's a good look for... <laughs> because you can't really get up there, and he's known for, like, climbing and breaking into things. Yeah. And that's his thing. I mean, no, he says it, that in the beginning. He's like, why am I up here? Because I got up here. Yeah, you know? that makes sense, but it's... I don't know. He could have I mean, done it at the top of the Empire State Building. I mean... Yeah, or he could have done it just on a tightrope walking through the streets of new york walking through the memorial center if we're gonna oh no if we're gonna do that, that been... if we're gonna reference 9-11 well, like, well, might, as well, I mean, might that... as well do that and then pull out and he's, have he's, the memorial he's still alive center. right yeah anyway, i mean that would have been an interesting it actually would have been an I, I, if there was like an older Joseph joseph gordon levitt and he's like you're, you you kind of don't know where he is yet right or something mm -hmm. you know he's he's like walking through a, like a museum looking thing and then he walks out and all of a sudden he's like that would have been a yeah i mean if we're gonna mention 9-11 yeah. at the end might as well you know do it but all right enough enough of the <laughs> but there is no explicit mention of 9-11 so yeah, yeah i don't yeah. i disagree with that um what did you guys think of other performances in this film i uh i loved ben kingsley i thought he was great <laughs> it was pretty hammy <laughs> but yeah, yeah it was. no but again if that, but if that, i liked it what <laughs> yeah. with that cartoon no, I, like, I agree the cartoon it, that, of it all worked the fact that they are playing other nationalities to me it's kind of like it's very theatrical, mm -hmm. you know, like it's intentionally silly. Yeah. And the other. I don't know if it was intentional. The other. I, I don't know. I think it was, it was you don't completely think it, intentional. Yeah. I don't know. What? You didn't like. You thought. It His name was Papa Rudy. Yeah. I mean, they're they, they're circus performers. <laughs> I think it yeah, was. Yeah, it doesn't need to mean he needs to be a, like a cliche. How do you know that that's not how he actually was, though? You're saying this, saying like, oh, do you know he doesn't that's need to not be that. how he was. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about the themes of the movie. So you didn't like Ben Kingsley? No, I did not. And I did not like a lot of the cast in it. Really? Yeah. I thought they were all very stereotype people, especially like the stoner guy. It's like, okay, oh, yeah, let's... I, but <laughs> if you watch was, the documentary... Was, was he was, but he was not that stoner guy. I, I agree, but... <laughs> We're talking of again. We're going back to the same idea that this movie is a crazy story, and these car these characters are almost cartoonish in a sense. But why push them the extra? Well, I think because I just said. Wait, 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 wait. They're enough of a cartoon as an actual person, so why push them to over cartoonize them? So you're saying that like the pothead dudes were like too stereotypically high? Way. Well, but I think I think part of that was like they want to create this sort of tension, like these. How do you these trust guys? Him? These guys are irresponsibly intoxicated with marijuana or something. You know what I mean? Like that kind of like, how can we trust these guys? Or maybe that's seeing it from Philippe's point of view. You can do like, that without them being like, "Oh man, I'm wigging out now." Well, that's that's my that's my <laughs> least favorite thing yeah. about people getting high in movies, where it's like, they're, it's like they're taking mushrooms or something. Those people exist, though. Like I, I those mean, or sure, I, existed in the '70s. I'm sure, I mean, but probably not people that smoke every day. 
You know what I mean? In in the documentary, because this guy he's smoked, like that. He smoked, no, he said he smoked every day. He's like, I was high every day of my life, so yeah. I was probably high then too. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. He's, well, he that is really mellow. It is terrifying. Weird. It's like it's like yeah, I had three glasses of Jack, and that, I was no. That yeah. was probably my least favorite character was the stoner. I yeah. agree. He was over the top, like oh man, man, it's crazy, man. But he reminded me of that character in Dazed and Confused, uh, which. You know, like I said, those char- those people <laughs> exist. There are people like that. Yeah. And unfortunately. What did you guys think of James Badge Dale? He's JP, the the dude with the curly hair and who help. He's on his side of the tower when he's uh... no. You he know, was... he's the he's the dude who's like selling the radio. selling them radios, yeah. and he's actually French. Oh yeah, I liked him. Um, yeah. I I like him. I think he's a really good actor. He yeah. was uh, a, he, he was, was in Iron Man three. Woo, woo. And Definitely my favorite of the yeah. supporting. Um, I thought he was. I thought he was really funny. Yeah, um, when we first were introduced to him, he's like, "Oh, you know, you didn't think uh, that you were the only. You thought you were the only people in <laughs> you thought New York. The only who people in New York French? who spoke yeah. French, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I like that guy's mustache. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> their the, guy on the inside. The guy on the inside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Let's talk about the uh, the. I think this is like another weird decision of this movie, which is, and we'll get to the actual walking later, which is I think objectively the best part of this film. Oh, but of course, yes. um, the love story, which you know was there and then wasn't there and then was unresolved at the end, kind of awkwardly, um, you know. My my uh, my documentary experts. What did you guys think of? I mean, did that, you know, does that come into play in Man and Wire? Because no, okay, what we're talking about here is obviously if you've seen the movie, um, Annie Annie is that her name? Annie, yeah. His girlfriend throughout the film. At the end of this movie, there's just this very like forced. They broke up, and then she went back to Paris. And I thought that was really kind of unnecessary. Yeah. It's one of those things where like, wait, 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 I want to hear more. Yeah, and then that's just over. I think movie's done. Well, the documentary does not go over their romance. They they meet, they were in love, but Philippe Petit is so obsessed with himself and this task or this mission that he doesn't even like he doesn't even consider her for most of it. Every, like you said, everyone is an accomplice. You are talking about in the movie or in, in just... real life and in the documentary? Okay. I mean, so that's why I think the movie was accurate. I mean, it starts off like, oh, you know, let me get you a drink, and you know, it's it's romantic because that's how young, you know, that's how love starts. But you know, this he was so hell bent on. He was using her as like a piece to almost, the puzzle. Yeah, almost to be like cause, so because when he says like I love you, do you believe him? Um, no, but she does have this kind of moment where she is like kind of that she's scared. She's well, she kind of reassures him like she has some sort of emotional role in this thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think I think she does love him and obviously doesn't want to see him die and cares about his goal. But I don't think, you know, it's not a it's not like a deep love in the sense that, you know, you would expect. And I, and that's why, I, I mean, the film, the the walk is accurate in showing that relationship. I think because d- even in the documentary, like the in the footage that they have, because they filmed a lot of their planning and everything, they, there's not really a a connection there at mm. all. I mean, they smile at each other, but that's pretty much as close as it's gonna get. But then it was weird to have that. But yeah, breakup scene. So, like, Colin, what did you think of like? You know, it was just kind of like, oh, by the way, they broke up. I just, I mean, what happened at the end is different in man on, in real life than what happened at the end of the walk, um, which I guess we could talk about. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you you kind of mentioned to me, but it's yeah. He afterwards he was like so enthralled with fame that he, he gets like, released from jail <laughs> and was like goes on like a binge drinking and sexcapade with this this other women and. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, the other guys were deported back to. Yep. He, so it wasn't like a celebratory dinner so Annie, at a Chinese Annie, yeah, restaurant. Annie is like a, we had a you know what's yeah. going on? Yeah. All my friends are deported. You're having sex with everyone in Lower Manhattan. Yeah. Yep. He says <laughs> Which, in, the, in the in the documentary he says like I was surrounded by press. I 
was released from jail and then this woman comes up to me and the next 12 hours were spent in a hotel room you know in the throes of passion drinking and and everything for 12 hours straight she was walking his tightrope (laughs) (laughs) um which you know paints a completely different picture of this character than what the walk does yeah the walk doesn't say that at all we just see them breaking up if we would have seen what he does and how he treats his friends after this it would be a completely different character study of a movie and i think that's my biggest fault with it mm-hmm. it it but that talks they didn't about touch enough on that they didn't touch enough on that like right they talk all. about how obsessed um philippe is and how yeah how obsessed and how self-centered he is on this this mission he doesn't even he doesn't consider his friends at all he barely thanks them and there's the scene where she's like you've never thanked them like for yeah, what they do and then he gives like a half-assed thank you like while like the night before <laughs> he was sleeping though. yeah while they're all sleeping like thank you very much you know yeah thank you thank you merci yeah but then even afterwards like they kind of shoehorn this like thank you um what was the the other the guy's name that was afraid of heights you know thank you so much but like he didn't really do that yeah he completely abandoned his friends and like they're not really friends anymore like they that's the most emotional part in Mm -hmm. the documentary is at the very end when they talk about like we lost him basically we're no longer in touch he became so obsessed with the fame and the moment that he just you know the event that he just created and did that he forgot to you know consider his friends and it's very upsetting yeah i think if the movie did that that breakup scene would definitely make more sense i'm okay with the movie not doing that trying to portray him in thing, a, yeah. i'm okay with that but then if you're not going to include that all in there we definitely do not need that breakup scene exactly so it's like include yeah, Mitch, the breakup you, scene and yeah. include why they're really breaking up or just don't include it all because right. it's not progressing the story or the final outcome mm-hmm. for these characters and it wasn't something all. we were wondering about yeah I mean, you really like that's you watch that movie like did annie and him end up together <laughs> i don't know because yeah, again cares? that's why i say like yeah. this love story or lack of i mean if, if and again if it was like oh man they were so in love and which you're saying it wasn't it and seem it, like it's it. not mm-hmm. then you know that kind of scene could be powerful but it wasn't and you're just kind of like oh that was just a really weird way to make me leave the theater being like that was not as happy as it could have been yeah and you know it's not it's like whatever it's part of a especially a robert zemeckis movie is for it to be more fun than you know it's idealistic in a lot of ways and so like that's why they kind of gloss over him as a character mm-hmm. but again but again it's like you that's add that's such, that's such yeah. an important part of his character though yeah but then i'm just saying it would be like, a totally different it'd be a different movie, movie. I, I agree yeah. but I don't know. I guess I, mean, I, 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 I would have liked, liked it. I liked it. I liked because it, it would more. add a little yeah, complication would, yeah, 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 yeah. to it. Yeah. But I'm okay with it not being in there. But it's just, yeah. I also, and I think this goes back to you know some of the characters being kind of cliche portraits of French people and circus people and stoners. The scenes when they were watching him from the ground, I was not feeling. And this is weird because I don't really notice this a lot. So if it's drew my attention i don't know if it's a good thing the costuming of some of these extras were so over the top it's the 70s so I, know, 70s. I know like so like <laughs> i wasn't alive during that time so i don't know if that's really like how outlandish people are dressing on a typical day and in lower manhattan but like it was almost like here's a hippie halloween costume for you. Yeah. <laughs> and i mean i don't know no i, I see was, that I, I well, it's it, a little distracting the 70s were crazy i, I so. think yeah i think in the general theory of yeah. filmmaking if it, you if it drew your attention away it probably wasn't you know the right mm-hmm. costume because you shouldn't be looking at the extras well i definitely agree that people i mean i definitely people are wearing that type of things i just don't think people are wearing that type of things walking to war- to and from work that, outside the world trade center yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah. that's maybe an alphabet city and like yeah. <laughs> Although that I, area the the inside man i believed his look yeah. i mean because well, yeah but that's yes. a, but that's yeah. yeah he was wearing a suit though yeah it's just a goofy he was wearing a suit no yeah, i'm saying he was oh yeah, yeah. yeah but he was wearing that stupid collar i think he looked that... like a young jeff goldblum <laughs> yeah, I did. yeah like a 70s young jeff goldblum look um 
Although, when you're talking about supporting characters, and this is, you know, something about the documentary, you learn way more about these supporting characters because they're talking to you. You know, they're they're the interview subjects. Mm-hmm. Uh, this film doesn't doesn't really it completely ignores you know these characters for the most part and it these these people were really close to him for a long period of time yeah. i mean during this whole planning i mean it took about two years to plan this uh they were very close to him we we get the perspective of his friends during the heist and like what they were doing um or the coup as he calls it uh but i and i get like this movie is about Philippe Petit, but I would have loved to. I want it to be about Philippe Petit and his relationships due to this event or this coup. Because his friend on the other side, who is on this, he was on the South Tower, who who is with the guy, the American who gives up, who mm. basically refuses to work, <laughs> which is ridiculous. You're getting arrested regardless. Uh, <laughs> help him out. Yeah. That guy had to pull up all that steel cable how many floors if if yeah, like slid crazy. down he had to pull that up by himself it, he said it took like four hours that's crazy and you know how heavy and tiring that must have been yeah. that is a huge part of that story and it's never really touched upon I, I yeah no it's true mm-hmm but they they tried to it's all about I mean it's just like the fun it's like I don't know it's very Robert Zemeckisy it's mm-hmm. very like yeah it's what it is which brings the best part of this movie is for sure the use of 3D and the kind of pinpoint accuracy of like creating what it would be like to be up there mm-hmm. um, which you know for, you guys read Heights I am but. I, I, this didn't affect me in that really? sense. No, it didn't. You're, yeah, I, I, I mean, I was, you know, I have a brain. I, <laughs> <laughs> like this is two D. Really, this <laughs> is two D. But you know, my it's tricking me. But no, I never felt like I was actually when they did the like looking down scenes. It I never felt like ooh. Scared. I don't know. I got I got kind of uncomfortable almost every time he was like on the edge of something. Like, it, I mean, it looked great. Like the depth of like seeing Lower Manhattan in the background, like as he's running along. Were the you edge was were you not great. also so did in the Man of Wire? Does he go back and forth a million times? I they think talk they about said that eight times. Okay, yeah. he does. Yeah. So yeah. that's I mean that for me I felt like the cops there, which was like, dude, this is cool, but come on, get get off. You did it. You did it. <laughs> you know, you already proved to everyone, and it was making me it was making me nervous. It's one of those things I know he's gonna make it, but it was like, yeah. come on, man. Um, he said the way he puts it in the documentary. He says. I take three steps and I'm a little nervous and, and afraid. And then I take another step and I realize, okay, I know what I'm doing. Like, this is easy. I got this. And like, there's no fear at all of him yeah. falling. Like he, he never had a fear of falling, which the film, you know, makes it seem he, like, yes. Oh no. Like, it's like he's still an amateur wire walker. Yeah. Almost. Like what yeah, it, that's true. They do. Yeah. yeah. When it starts shaking at the end, when he's about to get off, like they never mentioned that ever happening. They never mentioned that, uh, I can't. I can't think of the, but it's ca- good, the but Cavalier see, or whatever. But it's, but it's but it's good cinema. Where like earlier in the movie, he's talked about the last three steps. Don't give yeah, up in the last three yeah. steps. And so then they saw that like, coming a mile. Back. Yeah, away. I know. But it's good <laughs> cinema. It's like you know it's gonna happen. But like, right, great. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, is he gonna make it? Is he gonna make it? Of course he's gonna make like, it. We talked about the the shot in the trailer of that thing buckling and breaking a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. That never happened, and they added that in the movie. I don't know if that happened in real life. I don't though. think it I th- did. I don't think. No, they, I don't think that like it. I think that was his. No, I think but, that was Joseph Gordon Levitt's your imagination. I, I thought so it. too. But right. then when he's walking back, they show. Yeah, they show, they show it, show it upside, with a few like, bolts oh. yeah, off. Yeah, I noticed okay, it too. Then. Which thought, I was like, what? Like, I thought that was just going to be his like and, yeah, overactive, like his, you know, bad thoughts yeah, and stuff. Like this is all going to go wrong now. Yeah. Ah, interesting. He does in the documentary. He does mention the bird, though, doesn't he? I mm-hmm. th- I seem to remember him like saying he was up there and a bird like flew by and it kind of like distracted him, but it didn't affect him as much as the movie <laughs> let on. <laughs> they look you know, him brightly, like in the oh eye. shit, <laughs> like that thing almost lands on him, which would have killed him. I I did love too everything. I think even more so maybe than the walk itself was the stuff leading up to it. I mean, it, it was it was fun. I mean, the the whole like, are they gonna get caught? Are they gonna get caught? Mm-hmm. And you know, I guess I'm assuming this 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 mysterious man who walks up at the top 
Is that a real? Th- they yep. talk about that. That that gives me chills. Like thinking cool. about that is cool, and like seeing it. The way they did that was really cool. Mm, just the, the thing where he's yeah. hold, you know, he's holding the whatever tool that didn't was. Even it, he didn't yeah. realize it was really cool and like scary, and um, <laughs> you know, the the scene where the guard comes up and he, he almost walks. You know, the guy who's scared of heights. He almost runs into him when he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was very intense in a mm-hmm. in a in a thrilling way. Yeah. In a in a Ocean's Eleven sneakers yeah. kind of way. I mean, all that stuff happens like that. Stoner runs away. He says like, I can't do this, and just runs down the stairs. And uh, them going in that shaft actually happens. Like, That's that was they, also crazy. They, I didn't think that they. Those, I knew that they were under a blanket. I didn't realize yeah, that they it were, was under. Over. They were in an elevator shaft, oh. or just like a shaft. Well, I was, I was wondering about that because that seems very unsafe to have it, a blanket over. Like, that doesn't, it was make, very that doesn't make any sense that that would even because I thought I remember like him in the documentary being like, "I've never known a man closer." His foot was over my head and like things like that. Well, they, they yeah, I, I mean, it was much smaller, but they said like he says, "We got under." We lifted up the thing, and we got under, and right below, 110 oh, stories straight yeah. down. Like he said, like his hat or what or whatever he had, like fell off oh. and went down. And so yeah, they were there for what, like three or four hours yeah. or yeah. so. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's they, it, they, they actually f- used the pen to like create a hole so he could try and right. figure out. And then they determined like all that radio like chatter is just. Oh, the walkie-talkie was left up there. Mm. He's like, like they could have been moving the whole time. I was just also too. It's like, dude, the guy hasn't slept at all, and he's gonna go do this type <laughs> of block. Like that was crazy to me. Yeah, pretty fascinating. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. the part where he takes off his clothes and tries to feel it. That all that stuff mm-hmm. happens. That's why I, I loved it. You know it was, what was weird for me though about the walk scene was this kind of random for Elise is playing in the background. Like yeah. Why I don't know. I mean, there's no significance to that established earlier in the movie. Like, it's not like he practiced to that song or anything. Alan Silvestri's music in this movie is amazing, yeah, anyways. And more he, than he was, like yeah, able was, to make up an original it was piece. Really good, and like I don't. It was kind of weird. Like, it seems like a maybe. Seems like a. I don't want to. This. No, I'm not gonna say that. But it is say weird. it. Say it. You can edit it out if you want. Seems like a high school filmmaker decision where it's like, <laughs> oh, this is a classical song I've heard, and he's an artist. I'm gonna throw this in here. Maybe. It was because sorry, that's really obnoxious that I said that. Because who the hell am I? It's Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's because he, you know, this is the act portion. So like during an act at a circus, you'd be playing like a different type, you know, a, a music that you would that was already pre-composed. Yeah, I know, but it just. But that, no, that, I agree. That was one of those things but, where like they did so much exposition establishing of like again what's going to mirror later in the film. They could have done that very yeah. easily. Like, but in the documentary, I believe it's not Fleur de Lee, but they play um Jimna I think it's called. So that he, he what like he has some piece in mind that he. They just play. Uh, maybe that's where Robert Zemeckis got the idea. It's just like he thought that that song with the images of him on actually on the wire fit so perfectly okay. that yeah. he was like, Oh, I want to do something similar to that, which I don't know why they didn't just write an original yeah. piece. Um, no, I agree with that. It didn't bother me that much though. I want to talk a little bit about 3d besides the, the walking walk- sequence. I, I, I think it had the, I think I had the best moment of 3d where I've flinched in a long, like ever with the rope falling. No, when, He's, I don't remember he's, any of those. He's in the circuit. He's in the circus, and he's. It's the part where he talks about the last three steps, and he almost falls, and the balance bar comes down, and it comes like point first straight at the camera, and I literally I like, know. I flinched and moved a little because it was. Yeah, it was really know. good. That stuff. That didn't happen. Yeah, it happened to me. I have a brain. <laughs> <laughs> it was so quick. It was less than a like the, less than a second. It was like, oh shit. God, what were you like? I, what is like? You I mean? Was in the say, no- I didn't like the 3D. I don't think the 3D added anything to the story. Really? Besides, the besides walk. the walk, we, I, I kind of wanted like a put on your 3D glasses moment. <laughs> Because it's I no, I, you're right. I don't. It doesn't do any like when well, I think 3D and I think of three successful 3D. Talk about gravity, earlier. gravity, Avatar, Avatar, Life of Pi. It's when depth and surrounding area and about total immersion. So when there's walking, definitely works and it's beautiful when it's walking. 
every other time there's not really other than that, besides yeah. gimmicky moments like the wire falling down or and during the circus that it's like it's almost like I gotcha 3D moment rather than you know adding to the story of an overall immersion experience yeah I mean other than that really if you think about it it's mostly close quarters of Paris or like a small apartment or like <laughs> yeah, true. like where does the depth yeah. really come into play otherwise yeah. but there's some cool things with like I, He's looking through the paper. That that's like a cool moment, but I didn't really need. Oh to yeah, for yeah. that or like in Ben Kingsley's place, like there's a lot of depth in some of those conversations. Like on the table, like there's a cigarette lit and like a bottle and some stuff on a table, and in the back it keeps going. Like that's goes true. further back. It was I like. Here's it. my question I, it for didn't you though. Me. I liked for it you, lot. Colin, because it works so well for the walk sequences, is it worth it? you in your mind to sit through all that i don't know i mean to be honest is it like is it worth it to have like, the, all the other 3d yeah like as a movie to sit through it and walk and wait for it what are you asking i'm asking is is it so badass to, to be on the 110th floor of the world trade center and look down in 3d enough where like you know, you can sit through an hour of BS 3D. It's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I would have to see it without 3D. Right, so. that's true. For me, it was if, worth it. Like, I, I was kind of, I was so physically immersed in like yeah. the, the the freight of heights thing that like it it had that effect on me. But yeah, I don't think I can make that judgment unless I see it in, in without, and if I still have that same feeling. It's of, it's interesting. Have you? So I I saw Avatar. The first time I saw Avatar was in 2D, and I was not blown away at all by that movie. Then I saw it in 3D and I was like, holy <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. I was like, this is one, at the time, I was like, this is one of the best was, movies I've ever seen. It was a long time ago. Um, really, you know, when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was, but yeah. it's kind of interesting. I, it's, I wonder, I mean, did you see Gravity in theaters in 2D? Yes. That's all. No, I, saw, I saw Before, it after, or did you I see them both? Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw it three times in theaters. So, Twice in 3D. What did you once. see first, in 3D or 2D? I saw 3D first. And what, how was that? Like seeing it in 2D again in theaters? Was it like... I mean, seeing it in 2D is so cool. I mean, and seeing it in 3D. I mean, it was... That's how he wanted it. He, the director wanted yeah, it in 3D. Right, so that's right. obviously the superior way to view it, I think. Right. Um, just, I mean, the continuous shots, the way that depth and textures are used. I think that we're talking about gravity again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it ticks all the boxes. Yeah. But then, like, just things floating in the foreground and background it, mm -hmm. that that's how 3d works for me yeah okay so that's a i think that this is a kind of a good way to top this off which is you know there's like one of these movies a year where it's like they try to prove to you that 3d is a good thing and then there's eight other movies that are converted you know every marvel movie is in 3d every pixar movie is in 3d um you know i i don't think star wars is going to be in 3d but who knows but i hope not i won't, see, my, yeah, I won't <laughs> be seeing 3d but no and i'm not so that being said i'm not like a 3d basher i think it's yeah. interesting i think it's a way to get me to go out to the theater other than a podcast um you know I, what do you guys think of like does it, do you still drawn to this stuff and we just talked about how avatar blew us away in 3d but are you still drawn to it other than you know being on top of the world trade center or something um, or gravity I can't remember the last film I saw in 3D. Um, I think I saw Guardians of the Galaxy in 3D before I saw, like, the last one I saw before I saw this one, um, which I saw in 2D first. I might have seen Tomorrowland. Was that in 3D? I don't know if it was. I don't know. Maybe. It's true, but see, I can't remember the last movie That's I the saw thing. in 3D. I think and, I probably, 3D? and I probably saw three movies in 3D. Because mm -hmm. you see them in a movie like Age of Ultron. You see that in 3D. It's like, why? Who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know? you see it in 2D. But I think, I, I think oh, I I'll, may have, I'll remember I this, I may have though. seen Age of Ultron in 3D, actually, now that I think I of it. I feel like you. I remember you telling, talking about it. Like you did. Yeah, you may have. I may. Have. I think I did. I don't know. See, that's. I don't know if I saw it. That's but thing. but things yeah. like Gravity, things like Avatar. Things I think like this walk, movie, yeah. you'll be like, mm -hmm. I remember seeing that 3D. Yeah. So yeah. I think every once in a while, it really does serve its purpose. It well, does. And definitely when a director is conscious of it being in 3D, like Walk, uh, Life of Pi, Hugo, Avatar, Gravity, all directors very conscious that it's in Harold 3D. and Kumar, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> But in the, all those movies I mentioned, all except for Walk, because I don't think it's, it, and I don't think it will be, best director nomination for the best picture nomination. Right, for these that's that's, too. A, that's interesting. Yeah, those um, movies all got those accolades, and yeah. So when it's a director that's competent and 
knowing that they're filming in 3D, I do think it works and they'll use it in their advantage when it's something when it's when added it's hand, by the yeah. studio. It's afterwards. handed off it's to like, a 3D well, fourth party company. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. that's yeah. I always hate that stuff. But this film, I remember seeing the trailer for the first time and and like I wasn't in 3D when I saw the trailer, but it was like see it in 3d and i was like yeah that's mm-hmm. probably what i'm gonna do well this film's hard to see in 2d i don't know if you even can i don't you can i don't think you can starting friday okay yeah, right yeah because yeah, we had to travel to the ends of the earth to see this movie i don't think <laughs> this kidding. film near your old neighborhood yeah i don't think this film is the same in 2d yeah i don't know if i don't think either. it's even it's not even worth seeing in yeah. 2d if you're gonna see this movie or this story in 2d watch the documentary mm-hmm. man on wire obviously this is the 3d is the draw for this movie completely it it's it looks great i think um okay uh, the depth of it i mean you felt like you were actually yeah i mean up i was there. like i said i was like oh. yeah i you felt like you were actually up there i love the shot when he's looking across and like all the fog mm, yeah. you know comes across and it's just the wire like going cool into the hell, fog yeah. i was like yep and you saw the distance you really saw, like yeah. like felt the distance I did, between yeah, the towers right, right. you know Cool. I think it was perfect. Yeah. The 3D was. This isn't really about the movie. It's more about the marketing of it. I don't get why it was advertised as 3D. I, I get why 3D, but why IMAX when it's... Yeah, I don't get that stuff. I, I made the remark to Kale during the... Like, I think during the movie, I'm like, it's just in widescreen. Like, no, why I mean, are we having... I mean, it's obviously not shot in IMAX. Yeah, no. And no, it's not yeah. on real IMAX. We bigger, didn't see it in real IMAX. It's a IMAX. bigger screen. It's a yeah. big... It's like that epic stuff. Yeah. Are. <clears throat> Which, I, I don't know. I don't... It's... And it, it doesn't it's help. That it, it can't was help real. them. <laughs> no. Well, it's only to get people to see it in the IMAX so IMAX can make money. Yeah. But... But it's it like, why not? Yeah. Why just release it in those IMAX markets if it's going to be no different than when I see it in 3D at a regular theater? Yeah. Well, the, you, the size of the screen did not affect the movie for me at all. No, no not I don't at think all. So. It, you know, if it was full, I imagine. Especially, it's all, I mean, yeah. that whole movie's CG. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, what whole, else is it? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not, it's, it's like, it's all fake. So it's like, it's not like they shot, that's, it's all, my point is it's digital. So mm-hmm. you don't need to see it blown up. You know, there's no point. Mm-hmm. You can see it on a smaller screen. And you it's know, the 3D, it's not the size of the image. Yeah. And you know, when they release it next week or whenever, it's going to be in 3D also. Yeah. It'll right, be in right, right, regular right, format right. screens. So it's just to get It's IMAX the same thing. Money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, recommend? I do. I, it's like The Martian. It's not perfect, but it's definitely a movie experience to watch in theaters. Entertaining. Yeah. Entertaining flick. It's, yeah. It, yeah, I totally recommend it, um, but only in 3D. Uh, don't see it in 2D. If you're gonna see this story in 2D, see Man on Wire, and I highly recommend seeing Man on Wire. Regardless, it's in my opinion the best documentary ever made. Yeah, I agree too. I think that um, it's a, it's a fun movie. I definitely recommend it. Um, you know, I don't know if I would recommend it over The Martian. And I think I think we saw the three these three movies: uh, Sicario, Martian, and The Walk. And I think just as it's pure cinema. I think Sicario was the best one, but I think that they're all they're all great movies, and you know it's a bit a good week, I think, for movies. Yeah, so, very good. Um, yeah, I recommend The Walk. I think it's another one too where like everyone can find something to enjoy in it. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, in my theater there were a lot of very young kids, like families with yeah, kids. I can see that. Like yeah. that were born after nine eleven. Right. So you know, if that brings up a conversation <laughs> for families that. You know, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I was shocked how little people were in our theater. Yeah, there was, they were I mean, really we tired. I had a bunch of little people yeah, in here. <laughs> no, 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 there we, yeah, we saw there was no one there. I mean, it was, granted, it was a Monday afternoon, but still, that's like prime old, old people time, time yeah. to see a movie. IMAX 3D, not a lot of old people yeah. probably going to see But the, the, our only other people they there were, were old older, people. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, we were the two youngest out of the five people in that theater. Yeah. <laughs> Guy tapped me on the shoulder and said, retired? I said, yep. <laughs> I gave him a business card and said, listen to the podcast. No, none of that happened. Um, but do we think, what are Oscar chances for this movie? I think visual effects. I wonder if visual, visual effects, effects is. But again, it's been a pretty good year for that, too. Um, I, just hate, I would hate to see visual effects go to something like Avengers or... <laughs> well, let's know. not... You, you can't... I Look, know, but it's just you so might, you might there's it. no artistic value no, in it. I don't, I, I, I don't, whatever. I disagree with that, but I, I, I don't know. I, I would 
put this ahead of it, but I'm not going to dog the visual effects of the Avengers. Like, it's pretty incredible. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I get, agree. I it's incredible, but on artistic value, yes. it does it how does it, it enhance the story? Yeah, I think the CG in this enhances the story much mm -hmm. more than the CG in a superhero movie. That's just my well, opinion. I would, I could go, I wouldn't just blanket every movie either. Then. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Age of Ultron is a good example, but I can think of like, for example, if Guardians of the Galaxy was this year, I think that like that's, I think CG is used to and cg visual effects are used to really great artistic effects mm -hmm, in that mm -hmm. film. no i totally I mean, agree and that's i agree with that but, but so think, so yeah but I so guess i think i yeah I visual, think visual effects, effects i think that's totally be, i think the maybe music the i don't know we'll we'll see but i i did love the music a lot this kind of music doesn't necessarily always get up for uh an oscar it's very jazzy mm -hmm. and it's very like like french jazzy um, which I love, but I don't, and I thought it was great, and I love Alan Silvestri, but I don't, you know, we'll see. Who knows? But other than that, probably, yeah, probably just visual effects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would think And so. Ben Kingsley. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but uh, visual effects for sure. <laughs> they should have thrown a song in here, you know, maybe like, uh, like just to get the Oscar. That's what James Cameron would have done. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, I think that does it for Le Walk. Um, that's we got guys we did it there's three we just did three movies in a row we did sicario we did martian go check those out and we just did the walk i'm drained we are we are drained i'm schwitzing i am like, like i need a glass of water but it was worth it Some great discussion here today guys we'll check in with us next week um for the Woodwards filmcast we'll be back with another movie uh email us at woodwardsfilmcast at gmail.com hit us up on twitter at woodwards dt for colin and mitch we'll see you guys later Bye. au revoir a woodwardsdetroit.com production your Detroit Avenue to alternative pop culture talk 